Q. What up, Radio World? We got something to move tonight, and we start the whole circle thing off. Help me, anything move, we knock out. Let's go. Don't play intramurals, brother. But they are who we thought they were. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You play to win. Do you have any questions? I got a question. You got any excuses tonight, Roy? you to another edition of the Very Unsportsmanlike Podcast. My name is Quincy, and this is my podcast. And you can catch us every week over at anchor.fm forward slash 15 yards, because that's the penalty you get for very unsportsmanlike conduct. Let's go ahead and kick this thing off, bring on my show legends, Buck in the Pensacola area, Eminem in Jackson, Mississippi, and my man Ray up there in Jersey. What's going on, fellas? What's going on, Doc? What's going on? Hey, what's up, y'all? All right. First things first, we're going to talk about baseball. I mean, yeah, I know. Blow your mind, right? Baseball. And, uh, you know, we mainly talk about the NFL on this show. But I want to talk about this. Um, and it's something really kind of outside of the game itself. Now, the Dodgers won the World Series last night. Um, I'm very happy to see that. I, I, I grew up a Dodgers fan. Back in the days of Ron Say and Steve Garvey and Fernando Valenzuela, and um, so it was cool to see them win for the first time and since I was 16. But one of the controversies surrounding the game last night was actually afterwards during the celebration. One of their players, the third baseman Justin Turner, who's a key player, um, his results that he tested positive for COVID came in during the game, and they actually pulled him in the eighth inning of the game. So he didn't leave the facility like they wanted him to. After the Dodgers won, he hung around the facility, and after I think, I don't know, close to an hour later, he came back onto the field to celebrate with his team. And he had a mask on for most of the time, but when they took the team picture with the trophy, he had his mask off. And so, I mean, Ray, let me start with you on this, man. I mean, how did you feel about that? you think it was okay for him to do this, I mean, I know his teammates may not say they they say they don't care, but what about some of the other people who were out there on the field, you know, who weren't on the team that may, may have been exposed to? Was that fair or foul for him to do that? Oh, it was absolutely foul. He should be thrown out of baseball for that. I mean, the Dodgers should be fined over a hundred million dollars for not making them lose the facility. And to me. Is one of the most foul things that ever happened in sports. Now, we're dismissing everybody celebrating and doing this and doing that. This guy was told he had COVID. 
and you still hung around to sell them instead of saying, well, okay, let me go. So even if I had had contact with people before I was told, I don't want to put it at even bigger risk. Let's think about everybody else. You can celebrate anywhere. Just like a lot of people make it a big deal about their birthday. Your birthday is another day. is just might be special to you and a few other people around you. It ain't got to be a national holiday. But I think that, um, yeah, that it was absolutely terrible. I mean, I don't watch baseball, but i definitely seen the highlights after the Dodgers won, and, you know, the guy was out there without a face mask. First he was with a face mask. Then he's shown without one, taking pictures, hugging people, doing all kind of stuff. Now, who knows how many people can be affected by that. So I think that was just a, one of the foulest indirect moves in sports history. And I think that really you kicking people out for, you know, slapping a woman or something that probably didn't did something to them that caused that fight, but then you're going to let this pass or say a little something, but they ain't going to do nothing. I think that's real foul. I think they should take stern action on this. All right. Buck, how do you feel? Well, <clears throat> yeah, I, I have to, I'm really surprised at how strong Ray was really uh, looking at this. However, our president just did the exact same thing this guy did. Um, so, you know, a couple of days later, he rolling around out there in the vehicle and stuff with no mask on with, with Secret Service staff. Um, some people are just not taking this very seriously. This should, should have been taken seriously, and he should have been, you know, carted off the, the facilities immediately. Um, granted, I mean, I know this is the World Series and everything. This is a once-in-a-lifetime thing. You don't know when you're going to be able to come back and, you know, be able to do it again and all that. I get all those things, but COVID is real, and it's, it's taking people away from here on a day-to-day basis, and you cannot put other people at risk. Um, you know, you, you just can't do that. So something has to be done. Stern action does need to be taken um, because you're out there, you know, you know you had it, at least you tested positive for it, and you put everybody on that team at risk, everybody that was, take, you know, running the cameras at risk, everybody that was interviewing at risk, and anybody else at the facility at risk. So... Something's got to be done. Eminem, I'll let you have the last word on it. Well, um, I think it's just pretty much, um, you know, pretty much reflects the climate of most of the country. Either you all in taking this shit serious or you just kind of, you know, um, thinking that, you know, pretty much you invincible or or the fact that um, because of the moment, so to speak, you know that I don't know. Maybe you ignore the things or whatever, but but I'm more so like you know, as the organization itself. You know, it's kind of like uh, when uh, even though this is the NLB, kind of like with, with the NFL when they pass the stuff when after all them lawsuits about concussions, it's like okay, well we don't care if you want to go back in or not. Shit, if your eyes cross, you finna sit your ass down because we ain't finna get sued no more. You know, but so I'm just like, 
even if the security guards had to restrain somebody, I'm saying like, damn, you don't want to miss the moment up. But like, hey, man, you can't, you can't be diagnosed with this shit and go. Number one, you're not thinking of your teammates because even if you celebrate with them, I'm saying you can get creative. It's like, yeah, I got this shit. Let me go. I don't know. Uh, let me go up into the, you know, in the Raptors and. I'm by, I'm hey, if you look at the team picture hard enough, you can see me back there, but I ain't around nobody. I ain't close to nobody. And I'm leaving as soon as the damn game over, you know, but um I'm just I'm just surprised at the whole organization um uh, not having more uh sternness on even allowing it, whether the whether whether the player would or would not follow certain protocols, that shouldn't even been left up to him. I agree. I agree with, with all of you. I didn't um I mean the Dodgers manager is a uh, cancer survivor. You know, I mean he was sitting right beside him um taking yeah, a picture. See, he 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 vulnerable up there, you know, if he's cuz one thing about it, it's going to still weaken your immune system some. So that's what I'm saying. You yeah. you 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 indirectly can affect so many people in so many different ways, you know. That's selfish, man. But but this is what I like to know. Why is is Buck saying Trump did the same thing? Trump was cleared. If he is not cleared, he was he had the, the virus that day, and he still did it. That's completely different. Oh, I don't know if Trump was clear when he rode in the car with his Secret Service people or not. But that's a different that's a different show. We'll have to get in that some other time. And so, all right. Um, this weekend, Tank Davis is boxing. Javante Davis is boxing Leo Santa Cruz. Uh, Tank Davis is 23 and 0, 22 knockouts. And Leo Santa Cruz, 37 and 1, uh, one draw. And he has 19 knockouts. I guess my question is not necessarily about the fight because I do think Tank Davis is going to win the fight. Um, and if you disagree, that's fine. You can say that. But they're charging $75 for this fight on pay-per-view. And I didn't know that 75 was the norm. I thought that was for, like, super tight, super tight fights, you know, mega fights. Um, and as it's like Tank Davis, I'm not going to pay $75 to see him fight. Anybody willing to pay for this fight? Well, I, I no. wasn't, but then again, I saw the undercards. Undercards are pretty good, so it may it may be worth it. I mean, Tank is my guy. I like to see him going and do his thing, like little Mike Tyson, but I would want to pay 75 for the Santa Cruz fight. Now, if he was fighting, uh, you know, uh, Devin Haney or somebody, maybe so, but the thing is, is... um. There's supposed to be some good undercards on there, so I may may do it. This uh guy used to be lightweight champion. Now he's trying to fight in the heavyweight. I forget what his name is now. You kick, you kick, something like that. He's supposed to be fighting, so that should be a pretty good fight. But you yeah. know, they they trying to make some of that money back. They lost. That's all they doing now. We got a treat. Last week, a week before last week, the Lomachenko fight for free. So, you know, you have to, to split the difference, I guess. You know, because I'd have paid thirty nine ninety nine for that one if I had to. And, you know, 
this one here should have been about the same price. So if I look at it like that, I could possibly, possibly do it. Okay, that's one way of looking at it. And Eminem, how much of this has to do with the fact that this is a Mayweather production? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it might have a little bit to do with it, but I, I think a lot of it is just uh, just the stuff with the, this whole 2020 and revenue. Um, so if it was if it wasn't a COVID year, I would say about 50 percent would be you know have something to do with uh, the money team. But I'm gonna charge the COVID this time. Okay, so Buck, you think that COVID is the reason they're charging so much for this fight since they can't have fans? They got to make the money somewhere else. Pretty much. I mean, you, you haven't been able to go to sports venues as much as we'd like to this year across the board. doesn't matter what it is. Hell, the Masters is not until November this year. You know, it's probably not going to have a whole lot of people going down the, you know, the the greens. So, I mean, it's every, you're looking at, you know, it's, it's a revenue thing, I believe. I think 75 is going to be start, you know, probably to the end of the year, probably all through next year. It's going to probably be standard. You're going to start seeing some of these people we hadn't heard of or people we know very little about, $75 pay-per-view, you know, unless we get fortunate enough ESPN, you know, steps up to the plate and, you know, play some of these fights or, you know, hopefully they won't put it on ESPN Plus where ESPN Plus now is not even four ninety five anymore. I think it's like 70 or 80 bucks or some crap like that, you know. So I think this is the norm until they can get some revenue back. And so, and Ray, um, Alexander Usyk, I think that's on a different fight card because he's fighting in England this weekend against uh, Derek Chisora. Oh, 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 it's not on that card. Uh-uh, no, nah, he's, he's fighting in England. And uh, wow. Tank Davis well, and Tank Davis is fighting in San Antonio. Okay, yeah, that's got got to be on a different card then. I, yeah, I must so, uh, saw something that was incorrect. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check that out again then, because you know, I don't want to just pay for one fight, especially if Tate probably gonna knock him out. <laughs> All right. I mean so, that, that's uh, what I come that, to see uh, anyway, but you don't want to be too early. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't mind seeing him fight either. I think I've seen him fight once um, against uh, he fought Tony Bolu and took him out, but. Um, yeah, yeah, he's 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 a good fighter. He's a good fighter. Seventeen and 13 knockouts. Usage is no joke, pound for pound, from the Ukraine. So, but all right, so yeah. we got a good, you know, boxing weekend to look forward to. Regardless if you pay for the fight, fire stick it, or just watch the replay, it should be a pretty good weekend uh, with boxing. But let's get on to football, and and we're gonna do and talk about. Stood out to you in week seven for the right and the wrong reasons, and that doesn't include someone that's on your favorite team. And Buck, I'll start with you, man. Who stood out for to you for the right or wrong reasons? Anybody that's not a Steeler, Devonte Adams just absolutely acted a plum fool up there. Um, he was getting off. I mean, Aaron Rodgers was having fun. You know, Aaron Rodgers having fun when he's smiling, when he's throwing plays, or Play, you know, making one of them stellar moves, you know, throwing off his back foot up in the air, sideways, looking like looking like a, more like a 
you know, Dragon Ball Z character than an actual quarterback and getting the ball downfield to Devontae Adams, and he just zigzagging and running all over people out there. So Devontae Adams just really, really looked spectacular. And he's been battling some injuries, so to see him come back and do what he did was pretty awesome. Um, the team that, that looked underwhelming um, was actually the Chicago Bears. I mean, this is a primetime game, you know, Monday Night Football. I was expecting a better product. And, um, you know, you got you got the two best defensive ends playing in the National Football League. So you figure, you know, and it started out being pretty decent. But the offense of the Bears is just ridiculous. I mean, Nick Foles looked anemic at best. You know, their offensive line is just absolute garbage. Um, it's almost as bad as the Eagles' offensive line in, in the Dallas line. I mean, they're just – Really, really bad. The quarterbacks don't have enough time. You didn't. Nick Foles had no time to throw the football. Everybody was just getting in that ass, you know. So, you know, the offensive line for Chicago Bears was just. I mean, I know they got injuries, but they got to play better than that. They got to protect. They got to protect the off the uh, quarterback. So, Aaron Donald was just and Hicks and all them guys. Not Hicks, but uh, Floyd. They were just. They were on the field day back there. I mean, they were in the backfield in the huddle half the time. So, offensive line of the Bears. All right. Eminem? Oh, man. Uh, now this is this is, uh, this is is crazy, but, uh, man, but for all the amateur coaches in the world, man, this dude just gave us 10 years' worth of material to show kids how to not give up, but that fucking D.K. Metcalf running down uh, Buda Baker, man, that was some shit. Um, so that really stood out. Um, and uh, what, Somebody, Doug, Got- Doug Gottlieb said on uh, Fox Sports 1 that D.K. Metcalf um, played harder defense than the Cowboys. <laughs> man, I mean, shit. That's true. I mean, Anything somebody wanted to know about him as far as his, his athletic ability, shit, it was on full display with that one. And uh, I just hate that uh, it was a damn penalty on the – or it would have been a walk-off touchdown when he, you know, he really didn't get targeted too much or whatever. But uh, but that right there, just shit, I mean, as far as highlights anyway, that made up for anything like that on offense. And, so, uh, But you know what, though? It also goes to show how things change in the NFL because – Three weeks ago, people were coming down on him for that Leon Lett incident, getting the ball poked out right before the goal line when he should have scored mm-hmm. Right in that um, Dallas game. And now here he is. He's getting all kinds of accolades. So it shows how things right. can change week to yeah, week in the like NFL. Like I say, for, 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 for amateur coaches, you know, I, I even forgot about that. For amateur coaches, that's two. That's two. One good and one bad to show, like, you know, kids or, or young players about, you know, some, some football do's and don'ts. Whatever, for his effort anyway, and uh, as far as like uh, disappointment, man, uh, I don't know what's going on, but Stephen Stefgoski, man, I'm just like, um, 46 yards is not not a chip shot, but for somebody who's been good for so long, it's just and no wind seemed to been really blowing and all that kind of stuff. The conditions wasn't. Seem to be just overwhelmingly bad. 
Um, he did it for so long in uh, New England. And I know, I think it was the first game of the year I was watching, uh, and he had some horrible misses. So I don't know if it's just that time or just look. But, uh, but yeah, he he really uh, has had a disappointing year, not just a game, but year so far. No doubt. And you ever heard of someone's career getting hijacked before? Well, yeah. <laughs> his career has been Vanderjack. You remember how Mike Vanderjack was like the best kicker of all time and then he right. couldn't hit anything? Yep. Yep. He's been Vanderjack. Yep. And uh Ray, what about you, man? Oh man. It's 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 tough to buy the guys impress. But um I think I'm gonna have to pick uh Aaron Rodgers with this one. Because um the way he was able to come back from the loss, I mean, I like what Russell Wilson did, of course, and Tyler Murray, of course. But with I picked Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers had such a bad week the previous week. And to come back and bounce back the way he did, but he had a very good week. And um, who I'm disappointed, I'm going to probably say, I'm disappointed in New England Patriots again. What's going on in New England is just just terrible. You know, Cam Newton, the offense, and even the defense. They just need to to regroup. But to me, I think a lot of times you bring the wrong leaders in to lead, they can affect the whole team. So they have to really be careful. But those going to be my picks. All right. Well, I definitely agree with you on the New England side. I thought Cam Newton, 9 for 15, 98 yards, three interceptions and a sack. Uh, man, it, it just fell short of any type of expectation. But um, as as far as the who I thought showed out this weekend, I had to uh, – Give some credit to, even though they lost, to Tyler Lockett, man. Tyler Lockett has really just, I mean, he's just really just becoming like a very hard guy. And um, he had, what, 15 catches, 200 yards, and three touchdowns. And so Tyler Lockett's been getting it done this season. Good. Yeah, he he, he killed fantasy for somebody. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And speaking of uh, fantasy, there's a guy that plays DraftKings. I don't know if you saw it, that um, he had won a million dollars for finishing first place uh, Monday night. And they, had po- you know, he saw his final score and everything. But they had a stat adjustment, and after they made the stat adjustment, he went from winning a million dollars to being tied for like fourth place and winning three thousand dollars. So <laughs> damn, what, what yeah, he was got the, a stat what adjustment the on the. On the Chicago defense, a sack got turned into a tackle for loss. Oh, wow. Yeah. They ain't want him to have that million dollars is what it was. Yeah. And, right, man, he had, right. called his, <laughs> he had called his family and everything, man. It was, yeah, he, called his job. It was a while before the adjustment <laughs> was made. So he was a millionaire <laughs> for at least a little while. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, all right, let's talk about some of these. Uh, games with the teams that we do like, and 
And, Buck, I'll start with you, man. Y'all had the big win of the weekend. Steelers 27-24 with the Titans. Steelers go to 6-0 and for the first time since 78. The Titans are no longer undefeated. They dropped to 5-1. and And who stood out for you in that game for the right reasons and the wrong reasons, Buck? I mean, I don't know if anybody stood out for the wrong reasons. Uh, it's for the wrong reason, our defense in the second half. Um, um, we, you know, this is something that we've seen even going going all the way back to the Cowher era. You get a big lead, and then all of a sudden we start, you know, kind of, you know, you can't get – you got to keep your foot on the gas. We kept our foot on the gas against Cleveland. It beat the snot out of them. But then you got the Titans knowing that these guys have a knack for coming back, and we just kind of just – Floated the second half. Um, you can't do that in game against these, you know, against these good teams. You just can't do that. You can get away with that on a division opponent, but you can't get away with that. Well, I wouldn't say division opponent. I would say the Cleveland Browns. But you can't get away from that. You got you can't do that against the Ravens or the Titans or the Kansas City Chiefs. You got to keep your foot on the gas and rip their soul out. You know, finish them. So um, the defense got to do a little bit better job of uh, making the, the correct adjustments. So we had a, you know, big 84-yard run for a touchdown, uh, had a nice run about 21 yards by Henry, even though we kept him under 100. You know, those are things that can't happen. We got to rip the soul out. But as far as who stood out, actually two people stood out, um, Johnson and, and uh, Juju. Juju hadn't really done anything too much this year, um, and we kind of got him started early. And Johnson coming off an injury um, also did quite well. And uh, honorable mention, I'm going to have to say this guy, Robert Spillane. I mean, he's, he's really been doing real well after the um, Bush, been, you know, going out with the uh, ACL. This boy, he won them old-school linebackers. And he made some lumber. And, man, that lick at the goal line, even though uh, Henry got in a couple of plays later. Henry hit that fool so hard, man, it was reminiscent of Kirkland hitting a Corye on Monday night football. And he's not the biggest linebacker. He may not be the fastest or anything like that, but he's getting the job done. So, yeah, I'll say those three players who really kind of stood out during the game. Okay. And, Ray, what about you for your Raiders? The Raiders uh, lost at home to Tampa Bay 45-20. to Tampa Bay is 5-2. and the Raiders dropped to three and three. Who stood out for you with the Raiders, Ray, and who needs to step it up? Well, I couldn't see the game until uh, the fourth quarter because they had it blacked out. And I tried oh. to go to the regular right. channel, and it didn't work. So by the time I got home, the score was 20 to 24. And uh, usually when I test the end of a game, that's when everything is going to go wrong, and it did Sunday. I mean, you know, Derek Carr threw an interception, and, which really wasn't his fault, but he threw an interception. I think another fumble came up, and, I mean, they capitalized on all of it. But um, I don't think it was fair that they made us play, being that we couldn't practice all week. At least our offensive line and all that other stuff, at least they should have moved it to Tuesday or whatever they had to do. I mean, not to say that we could have won the game anyway, but, you know, fair is fair. And, um, you know, as, as far as from from what I could see, I, I think that uh, Derek Carr really played well. You know, he just had 
some unfortunate things happen, but I would say Derek Carr. I mean, sometimes I don't care for how he lofts the ball up, but numbers-wise, he's always very consistent. But, um, you know, Tampa Bay is one of the better teams in the league. They have beat some very good teams this year, but um, I just don't like the way the game ended. The way the game ended, it looks like the game was worse than what it was, and, you know, we're just going to have to grow and get our guys healthy and hopefully that we can bounce back this week against Cleveland. Okay. Yeah, Tampa Bay scored 21 points in the fourth. Yeah, but I did see that a hit on uh, Derrick Henry. At first, I thought Derrick Henry was hurt, but then guy got up off the ground. He was hurt. Man, I thought he broke his shoulder. Derrick Henry is a monster. That's all I'm yeah, that. that was like trying to tackle yeah. an 18 wheeler, man. That was that was vicious. So somebody yeah, that's boy. really stepped up for the the Raiders, though, Ray. I will say is Nelson Aguilar, man. I know Eminem's probably pissed at that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, man. Yeah. You ought to see what Bleeding Green oh, Nation yeah. got to say about that. They're like shit, he done learn how to play football now. He like a like he back <laughs> no, in USC no. or something, man. Shit. Yeah, he looked like he yep. back in USC. I mean, oh yeah, yeah Nelson Aguilar. What else? He was dropping up, balls and everything. Time. You know, at USC, though, he was cold as hell, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, all right. And Eminem, I'm going to let you go next. I'm going to have to play and take this dog out for a second. But um, Eminem, the Eagles okay. pulled off a win against the Giants 22-21 to go to 2-4-1. Talk about that game. Oh, man. Uh, tell the two tapes. Uh, it started out, you know, pretty good and then we start having lacks and miscues and just kind of getting out of the swing of it and uh, uh, at the once we was down I think it was like 21 um, 10 I think 13 and uh, you know Wentz pulled it together started showing some leadership uh, started attacking the edge because that's his strongest point and uh, of course uh, Greg Ward, uh, he's kind of been overshadowed by Travis Fulgham coming on so hard, but Greg Ward Jr. has really been real consistent, some good catches. But my uh, player of the week for that week is Boston Scott, man. He, uh, of course, it was a hell of a pass by Wentz, I got to say that. But uh, to get that go-ahead lead, perfect pass, and flawless catch, because like I say, the way shit is now, They'll be calling stuff that move half an inch, no catch and all that. And he was a short guy. He only like five six and about, you know, uh, 198 to 203 or something like that, depending on, you know, when you're getting weighed or whatever. But he he, he he's a, a solid athlete. He's strong. He ran strong in the first quarter. And, uh, you know, DJX did his thing in the first quarter too, and then they got away from that. And then the, uh, that's how the Giants slowly started getting back in. The down point of the game – uh, I got to give it to the defense on one play specifically, uh, which would have been a big-time highlight. But, like I say, it helped us out when that Daniel Jones had that Charlie Brown moment. But, man, you don't let no fucking yeah, that was funny. Uh, quarterback that's not that named Vic or, or, or Lamar or something like that rip you for that many yards. I mean, I mean, Daniel Jones is not a bad runner, but he's not like that. So, you know, I got to give a uh, – 
uh, home of the clown pop on the head to the whole defense on that one, especially the second level in the linebacking core. Nathan Jerry and Duke Riley and uh, I think Alex Singleton was on the other side, but now nah, a quarterback can't do that shit. And then they still end up scoring, but at least wasn't a, at least it wasn't going to be. You know who who wants to say that they team they defense gave up the longest uh, quarterback touchdown run, but it wasn't to nobody like this name Lamar or something. Nobody don't want to give it up to nobody, but shit. Like Daniel Jones ain't supposed to put no highlight on your ass like that. So we got lucky on that one. He failed. But uh, otherwise, man, I was, you know, it wasn't something to just shout about. But, hey, I ain't complaining. Hey, we in first place. And, like I say, then Dallas, like, they taking a turn for the worse. Uh, we getting Dallas Goddard now is able to practice. Still, still is really no timetable when he coming back. So he's able to practice now. Um, so that's good. I think Nelson Aguilar, I mean, not Nelson Aguilar, Alshon Jeffries, been cleared to start practicing, I believe. So that's going to help, too. So we can get healthy in the next uh, second half of the season. You know, I think we'll be all right. But, uh, but my man Boston Scott, though, he came through. He came through big time. That was a nice catch he had on that touchdown. And all right, so with Dallas, as far as who's out to me as far as something good, Ooh. <laughs> nothing. Absolutely nothing. Uh, <laughs> I guess. Hey, y'all got right. a hell of a stadium. Hey, y'all got a hell of a stadium, so I right. can't take that from you. <laughs> I mean, Amari Cooper had seven catches on seven targets for 80 yards, so he was efficient. That's really the only place I can go, man. I, I can't. I can't give anybody else any credit. Uh, that's the best I can do. Maybe the equipment manager had a good game. I, I don't know. But as far yeah. as who who um, stood out to me for the wrong reasons, I'm sure y'all have heard the talk about this all week. I got to say the Cowboys offensive line, not just for how poorly they block, but you can't let your quarterback get knocked out and not even at you want to whoop somebody, man. I just – I've never seen that before. Yeah, I've that, never that, seen was, that, before. that was kind of surprising when I – And I've, I didn't I've heard uh, people, see the game, but when I heard about that, I said, nah, that can't be – that can't be the way that happened. And then when I saw some of the, the clips from it, I was like, wow. You know, they really, really, really must be kind of – Man, I've heard you know, people say, well, Andy Dalton ain't been there that long or – the offensive linemen are, nope. are new, new. They don't know, man. It don't matter if he's wearing your jersey. You got to stand up for that guy. I don't care if he, he. I don't care if he had an Eagles jersey on last week and got traded. Once they put on that jersey, you got to stand up for the guy. You know, I'm not saying you got to do anything stupid, but you got to at least act like you upset. And in that's a game like that, that's my quarterback. In a game like yeah. that, when you down. <laughs> 25 to 3, that might be the best game to get thrown out of, if you ask me. But I mean, like yeah, I said, what you, you got to lose? You really ain't got, I'm saying, you don't have to take it that far. You really don't. But I mean, one person checked on the guy, and maybe they were just like, wow, he got knocked out. But I've never seen that in all my years of watching sports where the leader of a team, even though he may not be the de facto leader, the leader of the team gets taken out. 
and nobody does anything. Nobody even looked like they they cared. They were they were more or less looking like, oh man, well now I know we're gonna have trouble now because we got a rookie coming in. I, and to me, hey, that just shows the culture of the team, huh? Say, I got a question for you though. You do have a you have a Dallas Cowboy jersey, right? I know you do. Yeah. Right. I got a few. So fly to Dallas, fly to Dallas, because they're gonna need you. Because the one <laughs> they got on the field ain't ain't cutting. It. So they don't need me to. They don't minutes. need me to play. They need Bye. they need me to coach. Or yeah, something. they need Man, to play. I need, they need, yeah, I need well, like, somebody. They're this. They're they I got I mean, two you, words you for you, to, Q. Mike huh? McCarthy. Mike McCarthy. I mean, it's I, I know Mike it's McCarthy. the culture because oh, yeah. okay. you got to look at it like this, man. I, I got to rent for a second or whatever because I've been holding this stuff in. You flew, you got in, uh, you got in a plane, flew to another part of the country, stayed the night in a hotel, in a strange hotel, ate at strange restaurants, stuff you're not familiar with, went on that field just to kick a field goal and come back home. And the best you can do when your quarterback gets knocked out is stand around and look. I mean, man, that's just he unacceptable. Go out on the field. I mean, it's unacceptable, man. And I'm not saying I don't I, – and it's not even a matter of if the guy meant to hurt him or not. That don't even matter. You still got to react to it. All right. Can you imagine if not even Magic Johnson back in the day, Norm Nixon. Can you imagine if Norm Nixon for the Lakers went down the lane and Larry Bird clotheslined him, what would have happened? Or whatnot? I mean, so it just shows the culture of the team, man. It's like nobody cares. They're just going through the motions. You know, no reaction whatsoever. I mean, and then they try to make it – Mike McCarthy want to make excuses for it when it was all said and done. Mike McCarthy starting to remind me of Jim Caldwell, man. He sits on the sideline like he don't know what's going on. And I never thought when they hired Mike McCarthy – I mean, again, I didn't I didn't know that he was even um, – when the Cowboys first knew they were getting rid of Garrett, I didn't know Mike McCarthy was even going to be an option at first. When we got him, I was kind of excited. But I had no idea that we essentially got another Jason Garrett. Yeah. I mean, you have yeah. an offensive because line. Because he got mislabeled. Or, he got right. mislabeled. Aaron Rodgers was carrying him more so than – see, they was trying to make – that's uh, the way McCarty it looks, seemed man. more like Bel- Belichick. Yeah. Uh, but now I said, nah, that dude ain't close to that. I mean, I mean, he's not the driving force of Green Bay. It's, it's Aaron Rodgers. Now, in, in New England's case, okay, yeah, you, can, you de- definitely is Belichick. But McCarty's not Belichick, man. He He's not the guy like right. that. And so yeah. like, what you got, you got a situation now. All right, they traded Everson Griffin to um, the Vikings, I mean, to the Detroit Lions. They're going to cut Don Terry Poe and Daryl Worley, who should have been cut three weeks ago, if not four. And because nobody – I mean, you can't trade them. I mean, how do you trade garbage, right? And so you got to cut those guys. So, I mean, you're, you're going to put some younger people in their spot, and you may as well at this point. And But I don't want to hear that excuse people have been talking about. And when I say people, I mean other Cowboys fans. Y'all know I'm a typical Cowboys fan, right? I don't, you know, really ride like they do. But, you know, Cowboys fans say, well, Mike McCarthy, he didn't have no offseason. This is a new team and to him and all that. Man, miss me with that. Ron Rivera wasn't with the Washington team last year. 
Ron Rivera, Rivera got to have cancer treatments, like in, in IVs in the middle at halftime, and yet he can still get his guys to come out there, and they set season highs on your team. Washington's a horrible team. They average 80 yards rushing a game, and they come out here and go for over 200. Right. And, I mean, everybody that plays Dallas has a season high. You got the quarterback, Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen, going back to last year with Carolina, had lost eight games in a row coming into this game. But now you got him running in front of the camera, shushing the crowd, you know, taunting the team. (laughs) Kyle Allen is taunting your team. (laughs) Of all players, huh? (laughs) Right. And I'm like, man, if if I'm the coach of the team, man, I can't keep my cool like that. No, ain't none of you, ain't none of y'all getting on the bus. Y'all find y'all Uber to the hotel. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you gotta make some type of statement, man. Like this dude, Antonio Gibson. I'm, I mean, Antonio Gibson. He was at Memphis. Memphis puts out some great running backs, but he had his season high against Dallas, and he went over 100 yards for the first time. When is the next time he gonna go over 100 yards? Probably when they play Dallas again. Man, it's like everybody makes the Pro Bowl off of Dallas. And so I'm not sure what they're going to do about it. I mean, cutting some people would be a start. I'm going to get off my rant right now. I had to get that out. But you flew all the way to Washington, D.C. for 12 first downs and 142 yards. Man, they could have just forfeited the game, stayed at the house. And how you be down double digits in every game? But anyway, moving on. Kansas City, Super Bowl champs. Uh, 43, Denver 16, Kansas City 6-1, and one. Denver drops to 2-4. and four. This game was, I mean, it was 24-9 at halftime. It seemed like Denver was trying to stay in the game, but, I mean, Kansas City's defense ended up, uh, and their special teams really made the difference when they got a 50-yard pick six from Daniel Sorsen, who makes big plays with them, and they got a 102-yard kickoff return from Brian Byron Pringle. And um, they took off at that point. And so Kansas City right now is not the traditional Kansas City. And, Ray, this is your division. Patrick Mahomes doesn't necessarily have to go out there and sling that thing around 100 100 times in order to get results. Um, I mean, does that mean they're a better team? Or do you think that, that because Patrick Mahomes is not putting up the same numbers, they're somehow worse? No, I, I I think that they are a better team. I think what Kansas City is doing is they figuring out other ways to win, and it's, it's a really good strategy because now you got everybody pulling on Tom Brady, pulling on this team and that team, and what people have to remember is I don't believe that none of those guys can out throw Pat Mahomes, so. You know, if everybody look, oh, you got 250 this week and 289 the next week and, you know, 249 and stuff like that, now it all come down to it. He may come out and throw for 500 yards, and then they go on and and win, you know. So, no, I think they have a nice running game. I think that they haven't fully utilized everybody that they could. Cause I believe, you know, Sammy Watkins, when he's healthy, he can go for 100 and something yards, maybe three or four games out of the season. You know, of course, you know what Tyreek Hill can do and Travis Kelsey. Now they're bringing in Le'Veon Bell. And Bell can be 
anything like he was in Kingsburg, everybody's in trouble. So, you know, and Pat Mahomes, if you could throw 50 touchdowns a year, you're going to shatter the record in, in, you know, in 12 years or so. So that's not really realistic. So I think they just use a different approach and don't want to show their hand too much. But when you're the champs, everybody want to put up their best against you. But I think when the time comes, Kansas City is going to be ready and they're going to do their thing to the fullest. Okay. And Eminem, let's talk about the other side, the other half of last year's Super Bowl, the 49ers. They jumped on the Patriots 33-6. to And, I mean, they flew up to Foxborough, man, and they just did a number on on the Patriots. So are you seeing the 49ers starting to get things together now, or do you still think they're a work in progress? Uh, I, I still think they're a work in progress, but uh, but I think it's, 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 it's good that they are kind of weathering the storm. Because one thing about it, you know, uh, they're still the same team from last year if they pretty much get healthy for the most part. Uh, so I, I think they are headed in the right direction. Uh, however, even though I, I did predict them to win the game, I had no idea it was going to go the way it went. And um, for New England, even though this is not about New England, but for New England to suck literally in every phase of the game is something that uh, is mind-blowing. Um so it really made I, – I, I mean, I'm thinking like, okay, the 49ers might win by, you know, 10 points at the most because regardless of what Cam or Stedman or anybody else do or not do, um, you know, one thing you can always count on when New England is, you know, some high-quality defensive play, you know. Uh, really, that's where their first three Super Bowls came from, you know, Belichick's defensive scheming. But um, – I don't know. I, I I don't want to take nothing away from the 49ers, but it's just like it, when you dominate a team like that, it almost makes you wonder, it's like, damn, is 49ers that damn good? Because this didn't look like the 49ers I've been seeing the last couple of weeks. You know, of course, they had some injuries and stuff, but shit. These these look like the 49ers that played Sunday. Hell, that, that looked like a team that went to the Super Bowl last year. On yeah, offense, really defense, every special team, I'm talking about every phase of the game. They they look good. So but I'm thinking yeah. before I give them all that credit, I'm thinking it's more so the debacle of of of, of what used to be the, the the New England Patriots more so than the come up of the forty ers But we'll see though. Okay. But I, I still think that uh the forty ers heading in the right direction. I just don't think that they are as good as they look Sunday. I, I really don't. Yeah. And Buck Cleveland jumped to a five and two record, beating the Bengals thirty seven thirty four. Bengals dropped to one five and one. It was a competitive game, a great fourth quarter. But um Buck, what do you feel about how do you feel about Cleveland, man? I mean, Baker Mayfield went off as he usually does against Cincinnati. That's the only team he can dominate. But he was twenty two of twenty eight, two ninety seven with five touchdowns. Buck, do you feel like um Cleveland's coming up in the world, or did they just take advantage of a bad team? Uh, they took advantage of a bad team. I mean, Cleveland has got to learn how to beat the people in now in their division. They got to beat they got to beat us, and they got to beat the Ravens. And until that happens, and they do it on a consistent basis, they can whoop, they can you know they can be competitive 
with anybody else outside the division. But, you know, you got two powerhouses that run this division, and it's the Ravens and the Steelers. And, you know, and whoever is the healthiest, you know, is the one that's going to succeed. And right now, I mean, you saw what we did to them. We beat the brakes off of them. So Cincinnati is an up-and-coming team. They got guys, you know, they're still, you know, still trying to come up. Uh, they play the competitive game. You know, it's a division opponent. You throw records out the window. But until Cleveland can start beating, you know, not just us, not just the Ravens, but they're going to have to, going to start beating up on Kansas City. And, the, you know, they're going to start beating up on Buffalo um, and other teams in the division. You know, I can't take these guys seriously just yet. And plus they lost OBJ to um, ACL injury too. So that's going to loom large on their offense. And, yeah, they're going to have to get Diamond Peoples-Jones to step it up. Um, he made the game-winning touchdown catch. But um, they're going to have to do something about OBJ, who's gone for the season with a torn ACL. All right, so when we look in the next week, got some decent matchups next week. Uh, tomorrow night, Eminem, Atlanta travels to Carolina. Who you liking that one? Uh, I think I'm going to take Atlanta in this one. I, I think they uh, they uh, they 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 prone to kind of start having some breakouts now, uh, especially offensively uh, with Julio back full speed. So I think they uh, – you know, really could have won Sunday, but uh, I think they'll they'll kind of have a little bit too much for Carolina. All right, and Ray, New England and Buffalo is Buffalo gonna put New England out their misery? Yeah, at this point, I'm gonna have to pick Buffalo because you know New England ain't showing me nothing right now. I had no reason to think that they'll win a game, especially with Cam in charge. So I'm picking Buffalo. All right. <laughs> Buck, Indianapolis travels to Detroit. Man, this is actually an intriguing matchup. Um, but I, you know, this is really hard. You got the you got Stafford on one side, you know, Dunkling for the for Indianapolis on the other side. I'm actually gonna go with Detroit at home. Um, I just granted Indianapolis is probably the better team, but Stafford got a little bit something to prove. So. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna get a slight edge to Detroit since they have to create. All right, Eminem, how many points will Kansas City beat the Jets by in Kansas City? Ninety-two. Oh man, we might be looking at a a, a high school homecoming game. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna predict this, man. I think this shit gonna be something like seventy to maybe three or something. Because I I think because think about it, I can see Mahomes coming all the way out of the game and them leaving like Hilaire or Williams in there, and they just and Chad just run on their ass for that minute, Oh, man. no, Le'Veon Bell playing this week. Oh, they going to let him play? Yeah. Okay. Against his old team. You know how that goes. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, I didn't even I didn't even know that. Well, yeah, uh, shit, you know. But the Jets, man, they just, yeah. like I say, man, they <laughs> – and let's got Bill play last. Um, he had six carries for thirty-nine yards, so six yards a carry. And all right, Ray, Las Vegas at Cleveland should be interesting. 
Yeah. I mean, I think it's a game that we can go snatch, but we got to have our guys healthy because uh, uh, Miles Garrett, man, he's, he's just a monster. That guy is yeah. up for defensive player of the year. And uh, if you don't block him, you going to know he on the field. So Especially if he gets if the helmet can, off. If we can hold him under <laughs> under, two, under two sacks, then I, I think we can win the game. And, you know, hopefully we will. And we come in and sneak up on Cleveland. Because although Cleveland has made humongous strides, you know, I did, I know it's the thing with the division and all this and that. But, I mean, you got two very good teams at the top of the division compared to what Cleveland used to be. Shit, they done won two Super Bowls right now compared to what they used to be. Shit, you know, they wouldn't win this many games in three years. <laughs> so, you know, uh, it, it's, it's up. To, I believe we can get them. So I'm picking Vegas. Okay. But Pittsburgh at Baltimore. And this is this is the game of the week. Uh, we know how we know what we're dealing with. Throw the records out the window. Two big teams. I mean, this is this is gonna be a this is gonna be a must see game. Um, it's not gonna be easy messing with these guys, man. They they rough, and then they just picked up a defensive player this week to make things even tougher for us. But we got the offensive line, we got the offense, we got the defense to do it. So. We're going to stay undefeated. we beat the Ravens. Probably by three, but we'll win. All right. Eminem, Tennessee at Cincinnati. <laughs> Tennessee, dog. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, uh, but I, I'm, I'm laughing, but at the same time, uh, I saw a little bit of that game last week, and I, I must say, man, Joe Burrow is uh, – well, two two guys that, that stood out on the rookie side was Joe Burrow and uh, Justin Herbert. So I think I think uh, they're gonna be in for a nice career the way it's looking. So, but uh, but they ain't gonna be it ain't gonna happen this year against Tennessee. So yeah, Tennessee gonna flatten their ass. All right, Ray, Minnesota at Green Bay. Shit, I'm taking Green Bay. Green Bay by three touchdowns. <laughs> oh, how the mighty have fallen. And Buck, the Rams at the Dolphins. Two of starts. Good. And man, the way the Rams play and beat the brakes off the Bears, are they going to break the brakes off of the Dolphins? I, I, I'm i still baffled with them going with uh, the little, uh, you know, two of on over, over, um, Fitzpatrick, because Fitzpatrick actually had a nice little rhythm going. Um, but they I'm quite sure two are going to probably get put out of this game, not because of injury, because his ass looks like shit. Because I'm telling you, the Rams, gonna, they're going to put up – this might be another game that you can pick three or four touchdowns over. Um, two are going to look like a deer, deer in headlights. Rams, huge over Dolphins. Yeah, Aaron Donald going to test how, how good that hip is. And Eminem, the Chargers at the Broncos. Oh, man. Uh, like I say, field goals ain't going to get it done, man. Uh, so the Chargers, they they are, they are starting to 
come together as a team. Uh, of course, it ain't going to be no playoffs and all that, but they're going to beat Denver. Yeah, they'll beat Denver. All right, Ray, San Francisco at Seattle. Oh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Seattle. I mean, if, if San Francisco was healthy, it might be a better game. But not that Seattle is all the way healthy, but I think they 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 have Russell Wilson, and I think that's the difference. Now, you may have uh, a few players over there on San Francisco. They get off one week here, one week there. But I don't think it's enough to beat Seattle. So I'm taking Seattle. All right, Buck, the New Orleans Saints at Chicago. Man, all these blowouts this week. Um, one word, New Orleans Saints. Well, that's a few words. Yeah, that's more than one word, but I feel you. You tried. <laughs> yeah. All right, Eminem, Dallas at Philly. Oh man, I was gonna let you do the. I was gonna uh, let you do the honors on that one, Q. I just wanted to hear. It. Man, <laughs> I told you, until I can see Dallas win a game and give me some sort of confidence that they know what they're doing, I am not picking Dallas. Yeah, that, well, that's that's good enough. So, the, the, the word so could have been better. I'm not going to give yeah. you the satisfaction of right, hearing me right. say that I'm picking Feel your team. 40, I'm, just, I'm just not <laughs> picking Dallas. <laughs> you sure that's enough? Oh man! <laughs> All right, Ray. Monday Bye, night, Tampa Bay at the Giants. Oh man, unless Tom Brady get hurt, it's gonna be Tampa Bay. All right, but even if hey, he gets man. hurt, it's probably still gonna be Tampa Bay. Yeah, with the Giants, nah. they, I mean, who, who's the backup in Tampa now? I forgot. Uh, man, I knew that. Josh Rosen's in one of them, isn't he? That's who, that's who it is, I think. Well, I think he's third string. I think but, he's no, like a emergency. No, I think he's third. It may uh, be um, Yeah, I'm going to call him. 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 I'm going to <laughs> all them guys playing hard and doing all this kind of stuff now. You watch Brady get hooked. Them guys, you think he fell off the sky? Yeah, <laughs> running routes and everybody, boy, it's like these guys playing LeBron. They got all this piss and vinegar when they think, think they gonna ride their way to the championship. Them guys gonna get surprised like Hiroshima. <laughs> All right, <laughs> damn. So uh, <laughs> let's get into some who am I. Let's 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 uh, get into some who am I. And um, y'all ready? Yeah, yeah my my, right. my head kind of hurt. I'm gonna I'm tough through it. All right. <laughs> I, 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 I feel that I got robbed last week. Did you ever play the tape back? No, nah, I didn't play the tape back. I got that. I got it. I, yeah, I know Ray was first. <laughs> All right, I'm a no, six foot seven, two hundred and twenty pound linebacker. Six foot seven, two hundred and twenty pound linebacker. Seventy three years old. Drafted in the second round in 1969 by the Baltimore Colts out of the University of Miami. Inducted in the Hall of Fame in 1990. 
You may know me from my days with Oakland. Who am I? Ooh, Reese. Ro- oh, Ooh. no, damn. I was about to say Rosie Greer, but no, 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 no. Uh, As a linebacker, he wore number 83. Yeah, um... Had a big uh had a big gap in his in his mouth. Damn. Yep. Damn, I'm oh, oh the thick uh, mustache. Tall, no, no, uh No, Bubba Parrish. No, Bubba uh no, Bubba no, uh, no, uh Bu- Bubba Smith. Nope. I said it first. No, it's not the wrong answer. Huh? He had a gap between his teeth, but he wasn't he wasn't black. Oh, he wasn't oh, black. He wasn't black. Okay. Oh, damn, okay. I had the wrong dude. We 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 thinking of uh yeah, uh-huh. Bubba Smith played with the Rams. Yeah, that was the Rams. Yeah, that was the Rams. Yeah, the Rams. You say he played with the Miami. He he played the whole time with the Miami Dolphins. No, I said I'm not. No, no. Oakland. He got drafted by Oakland. Baltimore, but you he played most of his career with Oakland. He put seven. And he was a linebacker. Yeah. Yeah. Man, he was good. Was man. I'm surprised he, he didn't come to your come to your mind. The guy's a Hall of Famer. He made the All Seventies team and All Eighties team. Otto Graham. Otto Graham. Nah, nah, Otto Graham, <laughs> man, that was that motherfucker was with the Green Bay Packers and stuff like that. <laughs> Cut your phone off. No, man. Somebody, somebody's gonna have to. Uh... All right, nah, well, we're running out of time, so I'm gonna have time. to. I'm gonna have to give you all this one. Y'all don't remember Ted Hendricks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard the name before. I'm not real familiar with him though. Number eighty three. I mean, I linebackers wore no numbers like that back then. Yeah, but but you know, been a while. Some, 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 you know, the older you get, man, like I say, it's like you can you know it, but you don't know it if you don't see them on commercials and shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, here goes the next one. It's actually tougher. Six Damn. feet. 189-pound quarterback, 52 years old, drafted in the ninth round by the Green Bay Packers in 1992, and this is the main key, out of BYU. Who am I? Oh, Ty Detmer. Ty Detmer. Ty Hubert Detmer. That's who Steve McNair broke his record for most all-purpose yards in college. Sure did. Okay. I am a five foot eleven, two hundred and six pound running back, forty eight years old, drafted in the sixth round in nineteen ninety five out of Georgia by the Denver Broncos. Terrell Davis. Terrell Davis. Terrell Lamar Davis. All right, here's a tough one. I, I could I, now that one don't count because there was some static in the back. I couldn't hardly hear what you were saying, man. <laughs> I would have got oh, that one. No. <laughs> Here's a tough one, so I'm going to need you to pay attention. I'm going to give you some hints because I think it's kind of tough. All right. I am a 5'11", 192-pound wide receiver, 52 years old, out of Florida, drafted in the third round by the Steelers in 1991. Who am I? Number eighty nine. Uh, Yancey Thickpin. Was it Yancey no, Thickpin? Oh, no, he was uh, eighty two. Okay. That's yeah. right, that's right. Damn. Uh, God, damn. Was he good? 
He was decent, man. He played on the other side of uh, Louis Lips. In, uh, yeah, I remember what, Louis Lips there, but I can't remember who was on the other side. Shit. He played with the Cowboys for two years. A couple, two couple of years, yeah. This is Damn a tough one. I admit this is a real tough one. I didn't expect you all to get this. I figured and what school Buck he came out of? Florida. His first name starts with an E. Uh, e. Man. Yep. A character, <laughs> Earl, a character, Earl, nah. a character on Sesame Ernie Street. Holmes. Ernie Banks. Ernie Holmes. Oh, Lord. Ernie Johnson. <laughs> oh. Ernie, hold on. No, I, Shit, I don't know. Uh, Ernie Sims. No. Ernie Mills. Mills. Ernie Mills. Me, I was thinking Sims. Mills, Mills. No, yeah, that you did blow the dust off that man. That that one, I, I yeah. still want to got that one. I, I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, I, I knew that, that was a tough one. Last one. I am a six foot four, two hundred and twenty two pound quarterback, drafted in the first round, number two overall, in two thousand and fifteen by the Tennessee Titans out of Oregon. Who am I? Oh, my, oh um, um, out of Hawaii. Uh, uh I mean, um. Damn, what's the boy name? Oh, Mar- uh, Marcus I can't Mariota. call his name. <laughs> Mar- Mar- Mariota. Mariota. Marcus Mariota. Yeah. Ardeo, Tau- <laughs> Alimu, something Mariota. Yeah. Yeah. Right beat the shit out of it on that one. Yeah. Well, I mean, I couldn't you. pronounce it. I was saying it, but I couldn't I couldn't pronounce it. <laughs> I heard you say a guy out of Hawaii. I heard that much. No, I, I, I was saying the M. I was calling it wrong. Oh. I didn't say Mariota, though. Okay. I was saying, um, I knew it wasn't Marino. I said, damn, what's that dude's name? It's called the M. <laughs> His ass on the bench somewhere, and where you at now? Uh, Raiders. Raiders. Oh, okay, okay. Not okay. So now we're gonna do a little this or that. All right, I got five. Uh, I got five of them for you. And Buck, I'm gonna. No, I'm not gonna start with Buck on this one. Uh, I'm gonna start with with Eminem on this one. Eminem, Heinz Ward, or Steve Smith at receiver. Oh, Steve Smith. Wow. Ray? Steve Smith. Buck? Man, that's hard. But I'm I'm actually have to say Hines Ward, not because I'm a Steeler fan, but I just like the way he just, to me, everything that he did from a blocking standpoint, you got it in and just an overall receiver, I, I got to go with Hines Ward. And any time that he make a, make a – Rule for you, you got the counter. He was a devastating blocker. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah the best yeah. ever played on the block. All right. Mm-hmm. Buck, this one's for you. Fred Taylor or Corey Dillon? Fred Taylor. Because that joker was a monster. And, man, I hated playing against that fool in Jacksonville. <laughs> All right. Eminem, Fred Taylor or Corey Dillon? Oh, man, this is a tough one because one of my favorite highlights ever was Fred Taylor running through uh, Kansas City, giving everybody headaches. But, man, uh, when Corey Dillon had his head together and uh, he broke uh, Walter Payton's uh, single-game record, record. and I think Jamal Lewis turned around and broke Corey Dillon's, but 
I'm gonna I'm gonna have to edge to Corey. All around. Ray, Ray, who you got? Break the tie. Oh man, this this is extremely hard, man. Of Corey Dillon, man, he's run out in Cincinnati. He wouldn't win nobody hardly in New England. He come do his thing, thing. But I love the way Fred Taylor ran. He should get some looks at the Hall of Fame. I think he probably got almost twelve thousand yards. I'm gonna have to. Whew, I'm gonna have to get an edge to uh, Fred Taylor. Okay. All right, Ray. I'm sticking with you. All right, Ray. Yeah. Pass rushers. Kevin Green or Chris Dolman? Kevin Green. Okay, no hesitation. But no, man. Kevin Green. All right, Eminem. Oh man, uh, I'm gonna edge it out to Green because I can't remember what the stats was, but I know one of our shows years back, you you gave some breakdown on it that, that I didn't realize he had so much stuff. So I'm gonna say him. One sixty something. But but uh, no, Chris Dome was a motherfucker, man. But uh, Chris uh, Dome had one fifty. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Green to me was a more of a natural pass rusher. I mean, he wasn't the biggest, he wasn't the fastest, but he knew how to get that quarterback. He was faster than what people thought, though. He really could get there quick. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah, right. But, but you look you don't look like the athlete he was. But Dolman, uh I remember Dolman was real good in martial arts, so um uh, And then Kevin what, Green just, just, retired just at thirty seven. <laughs> <laughs> in ninety nine, Kevin Green retired and had twelve sacks in his last year at thirty seven years old. That's crazy. Thirty-seven years old. Did he retire in Carolina, somewhere like that? Yeah. Uh, what, what he, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He had double-digit sacks his last four seasons. Seven out of his last eight. So this is a guy that didn't start until his fourth season. That's amazing. Right. Uh, Eminem, Richard Sherman, or Patrick Peterson? Uh, Richard Sherman. Right. She was a son. But that's the piece of most overrated guy I know. Sherman. Sherman. All right. Last one. But Jared Allen or Michael Strahan? Strahan. Eminem? Ooh, man. Uh, I, I, I I hated him while he was playing, but straight hand, man. Right. I think this is easy, Michael Strahan. Okay. All right, y'all ain't got no love for Jared Allen? Not that Jared kind of Allen love. Jared Allen is good, but he no Michael Strahan. Okay. Strahan. So Strahan still got, got the record, don't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. He got 141 and a half sacks. Um, yeah. He got five more sacks. Yeah, that right got like 137. 136. Okay. Both of them led now, the league twice. Both of them had 22 or more sacks. Uh, 
Who has the Super Bowl? <laughs> Not Jared Allen. All right. <laughs> so that's going to wrap it up for this week, fellas. We will be back next week. I think um, I don't think I have anything scheduled next week other than the sports show. So just be sports show next week. Um, so we'll do this again, eight thirty p.m. Eastern time. All right, sounds good. Right. All right. Appreciate it, guys. You've been listening to the very unsportsmanlike podcast. You can catch the show at anchor.fm forward slash fifteen yards. Everyone have a good one. Peace out.